peace speaker. You are my prince of peace. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Amen. I feel this message in the next couple of minutes is directly tied to the spirit that I feel moving in this house right now. And I pray that God would speak through me. And encourage all of us here tonight. That this word tonight would, I believe, will edify the body of Christ. And encourage somebody in this place tonight that needs a little bit of encouragement. Amen. So I'm going to passage. I know I've preached from this text at least once. Probably more than that, but the older I get, the more there is to remember. Those over 40 can understand. Those of us closer to 50 than 40 really understand. And those of you that are over 50, you could write a book about it. <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 37. Man, I feel the Lord in this house. <laughs> Thankful to be a part of the Apostolic Rock Church tonight. Thankful to be a part of the church of the living God. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse number 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. It's interesting just where the Spirit of the Lord can lead you. And cause me to pass by them round about. And behold, there was very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. They'd been dead there a long time. What some people would think is hopeless. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. <laughs> you know. Sometimes only God really knows. My hope's not in me or the bones, but it's in the one who can make them live. O oh Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones. And say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you. And you shall live. 
and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Up to now, God has told Ezekiel what to say. But now it's time to say it. Can I interject right here? Up to now, some of you know what God has told you to say. But now it's time for you to speak it. And if you would speak and pray the word, I feel something is going to happen. You've received the word, but now it's time for you to speak the word in faith. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Ezekiel said, I just did what I was told. I did according to what the word of God spoke to me. And as I prophesied, you know what? This is awesome. As I prophesied, things begin to happen. When you begin to speak the word that God has given you, just Keep both eyes open. Something's getting ready to move. Something's getting ready to happen. He said, as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. And the bones came together. Can I tell you right now, I feel like something is fixing to happen. Things are coming together. The body of Christ is going to have some... <laughs> Some new members. Bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them. And the skin covered them above, and there was no breath in them. And then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, or come from all over, every direction. Can I say, I think this is every race, every background. Come from everywhere. All four directions. O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. It's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And he said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost or slain. And so I, Ezekiel said, I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came unto them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. And then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole, the whole house of Israel. That time Israel had been divided between two tribes in the south and the others in the north. He said, I can unite everyone together. And this is going to be an entire house. It's going to be the whole house of Israel. It's my house. I'm glad to be part of his house. Where things have come together and the breath of life is still breathed. It's called the gift of the Holy Ghost. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, O my people. 
I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Now, I just read that these bones were on dry ground. They were on top. They hadn't been buried yet. Which in that time was a disgrace because you had to be buried the proper way. They hadn't been buried. This is prophesying of the plan of salvation. you got to be buried in Jesus' name to live. you got to come up out of a grave. That's not what I'm going to be preaching about, but that's good stuff. He said, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord. And when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you. What does that sound like? And you shall live. What does that sound like? Rivers of living water is what that sounds like. Eternal life is what that sounds like. Receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost is exactly what that sounds like. And I shall place you in your own land. And then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. What a prophetic word about the plan of salvation. He brought us up out of a grave. We repented. We were baptized in Jesus' name. We, came, we were new creatures in Christ Jesus. And he breathed the Holy Ghost. His spirit of the Holy Ghost breathed in us when we, when we received the Holy Ghost. And he gave us life, new creatures in Christ Jesus. Praise God. I want to preach for a couple minutes. And I'll title it this. I've got a couple titles. I'll give you this one. Speaking life. In Death Valley. Speaking life in Death Valley. We know what Death Valley is like because it's not that far away. Death Valley is just a little bit to our east. It's in California. The lowest point, 282 feet below sea level. But can I tell you, the lowest point in North America is only 85 miles from the highest point, Mount Whitney. You may be at the lowest point, but you're not that far. You may feel like you're down in the valley, but you're not that far from the mountaintop. I want to speak life to Death Valley tonight. Is that all right? Why don't we give God praise right now one more time? God. Somebody shout amen. 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 You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Praise God. Look at somebody and tell them, speak life in Death Valley. Amen. Here we find in our text, Ezekiel is taken, he's led in the spirit to a valley of dead and dry bones. Verse 1, the hand of the Lord was upon me and he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst Of the valley which was full of bones. And he caused me to pass 
by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. He brought me to a place of death, of dryness. There was no water. Death Valley gets an average of under two inches of rain a year. Since they recorded it, there's been two years in that Death Valley has not gotten any, not a single drop of rain the entire year. It is a very dry place. But can I tell you, even if God allows you or moves you into a place that it seems like it's dry and there you don't feel nothing and there isn't anything happening, can I tell you, if the Spirit of the Lord brought you there, there is still a purpose for you to walk through the valley. And I want to tell you something tonight. There is a difference between being going through something or being placed into a situation and that situation being in you. I can, I've been in bitter situations, but I had to say I'm not letting the bitterness get in me. I've been in situations where I was, I was feeling it. I was walking through a dry place, a dry spell, but I didn't let the dryness get in my spirit. Here the Spirit leads him, the man of God, Ezekiel, to a dry place. But God had a purpose for leading him there. And that's what I want to get to in just a moment. We can be on the mountain. We can be in the valley. We can be on the mountain spiritually and walking through the valley of the shadow of death at the same time. You can't be in two places at the same time. Yes, you can. You can be in a dry place and still be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, still have the joy of the Lord. Where I am physically or phys- it can, the condition of my body does not, is not the same as the condition of my soul. Hello? Some of you are weary from working, but you're not weary in spirit. Oh, hallelujah. David said in Psalms 23, and they just sang about it. I didn't tell her to sing that song. She planned on singing that. But there's a reason why God orchestrated this service. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Me, let me, let me give you a just. I'm, I'm being very simple and physical and, and tonight, but let me just clue you in a little uh, on something. Give me six foot ten, brother Nick, over here. Brooklyn, come here. She gonna kill me. Stand right here. Stand right there. Just stand right there. Uh, you ready? Brooklyn might be walking through the valley of the shadow of death. That means death itself or the situation may be overshadowing her. This is what I want you to get. But I want you under, to understand something. You see, a shadow is only cast by the object that is subject to the light. You see, you might be in the shadow of a bad situation, but there is still a light that is over everything that's cast in the shadow. 
He ain't got any power more than the light giver. Yea, though I walk through the shadow, I, I, the shadow of the valley, I will fear no evil. Why? Because greater is he that's in me than he that's causing the shadow, than the situation I'm walking through. I may be walking, and I may be in, under the shadow, but there's a light that's making that shadow have an effect anyway. Greater is he who is the son. Hello, the S-U-N and the S-O-N, he is everything. He's the one that's shedding the light on the subject. They would say, yea, though I walk through the shadow or in the shadow of the shadow of death. I walk through the valley of the shadow. I'm walking in a valley. That's, man, it's dark down here. <laughs> There's a shadow. The walls on every side. Of, and I'm way down here, and I'm in the, all I can see is the shadow. I'm telling you, there's a sun up there that has an all-knowing, all all-seeing eye. <laughs> that God sees all. He knows exactly where you are. And He knows exactly how to shine some light on the subject. Can, I, I, I want to tell you this. this. God gave me this this afternoon. Life can survive. In the shadow. They say Death Valley has just as much or even more life in it than tropical places. They just need to learn how to survive. Hey, there's still life in the valley, in the shadow of the valley of death. There's still life. You need to speak life in whatever valley you're walking through. Can I borrow that secular song? I will survive. No, 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 no. I'm not going to sing it. I will survive. Why? Greater is he that's in me. And if God brought me through this valley, he can lead me to the mountaintop. Turn to somebody and tell them, I will survive. Because life can live, can survive. In the shadow. I got to hurry. God then spoke to Ezekiel in verse number 3. He said, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. You know. <laughs> Luke 1, For with God nothing shall be impossible. The word of God tells me, tells you, tells all of us, with God, all things are possible. Nothing is impossible. Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to what? The power oh, man. that worketh in us. Can I, can I let me skip a little bit in my notes? The reason... Matter of fact, let me, ask you, let me ask you the question, and then I'll give you the... Why didn't God just speak to the bones? I mean, God's all-powerful. Can we agree on that? Can we agree that God had the power to just say, Bones, come to life. Sinew, tissue, skin. 
I mean, God breathed life into Adam. He became a living soul. Could not God have just looked at the bones and said, and the army just stood up and come together? Did he have to have Ezekiel say anything? I don't think so. So why did God ask Ezekiel to prophesy and speak to the dead bones? Now I'm going to give you the answer. <laughs> Seeing if you're listening. Because we need to realize that when we speak the word of God, it still holds just as much power as if God speaks it. Because he's already spoken the word. His word's forever settled. His word has the power. But you need to understand.